Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 15. 15. That's a 15. lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, oh, man. Uh, my name's Jacob. I'm a youth pastor in Central Texas. I've been here for about six years. Uh, my co-host, Jeremy, what's up? Hey, hey. Uh, my name's Jeremy, and uh, you know I've been a pastor for a little while and uh, currently serving as a media and production uh, or local church here in Austin area. Well, we have to explain and be honest with the listeners. We recorded, what, on Thursday? Yes, Thursday night. We, we recorded with our guest on Thursday. We did. It is now Sunday, Sunday evening. Yes. And we are recording the intro and outro. Hey, we like to be an open book to our listeners. and Yeah. Uh, it's been a long week. It has been a long week. Good week, long week. Yeah, between just busy schedules and uh, work, uh, we we were lucky to get a recording in, and we are uh, hoping to have this out before our next episode uh, is scheduled to come out. So, well, I'll be um, honest with you. I'm I mean, I'm already thinking about episode 16. Despite us recording intro and outro for 15 right now, I'm I'm already excited about episode 16. So, yeah, I, got I don't. Yeah, I mean, we we were talking about 16 yesterday, yeah. and we haven't even finished 15. So, uh, at least we're not procrastinating to the last minute to get ready for 16. It could be like a double release week. Remember when a couple of those artists back in the maybe the late 90s or early 2000s released like two albums at once? Oh yeah, that uh, could be overwhelming. it. We could that was we could surprise <laughs> the the listeners. With a drop on Monday and on Thursday, maybe. Oh my goodness! We, you know, oh, well, those, those, those expectations, expectations. Yeah, let's not give high expectations, <laughs> but um, hopefully this week will be smoother and we can yeah. uh, knock it out. So, how was your week? I know you had a exciting Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. So we did. We actually bumped the recording from Wednesday to Thursday because I got surprised with an early Father's Day gift, and in Austin, Texas, they just opened the brand new. Stadium, the Q2 Stadium, where the host of the home of the Austin FC Soccer Club and the UN's U.S. Women's National Team actually booked the stadium before the Austin FC home opener. And so about 6 p.m. on Wednesday night, kickoff was at 8. My wife says, hey, do you want to go to the game? And I was like, well, I'd love to go to the game. She goes, well, you're going. And I said, let's go because we have to leave now. And so... Uh, Landon, my oldest, who's almost 12, he and I ran over to the train station about 10 minutes from my house, jumped on the train, went south about 20 minutes, walked into the stadium, grabbed some nachos and uh, water and a Coke, and we took in the first game ever on the pitch at Q2 Stadium, and it was awesome. It Does was, the train Did the train drop you off in the stadium, or was it like the, just outside? So right now it drops you about 10 minutes walking from the stadium. So it's like Kramer and then you kind of, they've got a little trail that you can walk, Yeah. but they, by next season, it will literally drop you at the stadium. 
they like are gonna Yankee Stadium where they drop you right mm-hmm. underneath. Mm-hmm. So That'd like, good. they're gonna spend you know a couple billion, you know, and no uh, big deal. Yeah, yeah just a couple billion, and they're gonna uh, move the train change. station. Yeah, they're gonna move the train station from one there to, and you're just gonna walk off and boom right into the stadium. So, man, I bet that that would be a mad. I saw pictures of people leaving the mm-hmm. the national game. I was like, man, that's crazy. And I was like, they don't have enough trains for that, do they? Like, I know they won, they run one, but do they have multiple going? They have same? multiple trains, and I don't know all the logistics, but what they were doing that night is they were running trains north and south just from that location, Kramer location. Wow. They weren't regular, they weren't weren't regular running the regular routes, yeah. and so it was almost like an express deal. So, it like, hop off. Are you going north or are you going south? Hop on the train and go. We. We okay, so the women did a little walk around tour, little wave thingy, you know, and uh, we walked out of the stadium, went straight to the station, and loaded the train. And I mean, once it was packed, there wasn't anything else for them to do, so they went ahead and took us north. We were home. Game was over probably at ten, ten fifteen. We were home by eleven. Wow! So that's good. Uh, no hassle with the parking and trying to get in and get out. No Uber, just. Just train. Oh, there could and you back. imagine the Uber prices? Well, a buddy of mine went to the game yesterday, and he said it was packed house. He stood the entire time, and he wasn't even standing in the end zone. And he said the stadium was electric. You know, they ended up tied zero tied, zero. Drawing, so n- yeah. no first goal for Austin FC at their hometown yet. But he said they walked over to McDonald's, grabbed an Uber, went back to Duval. And everything went smooth for them. He didn't really have any complaints. So, man, at one time I went to uh, Passion in uh, Atlanta, and that's yeah. how we we flew. Uh, we drove there, but we didn't want to drive around Atlanta, so we took an Uber. And yeah. when Passion let, let out on the first night, it was like a hundred and twenty dollar Uber to get back to our hotel. Are and you we're kidding like, me? Mm, nope. So we took a uh, what's the other one? Uh, Lyft. Lyft. Lyft was cheaper at the time, but Uber was like 120 bucks, and we were like, no, we're not doing that. So I bet it was probably uh, they have a, they have peak rates. Yeah. And, and whenever whenever there's like a shortage and there's like a, a high, high demand, they crank the rates up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we got into Atlanta, it was the last uh, Atlanta Falcons game that was in the uh, the Dome. Oh so yeah, the town was just going crazy because they're they're I mean they the built the new stadium was already built, mm-hmm. but we were like it was the last football game there, and it was the prices then because we were trying to get something to eat when we got into town and yeah, you know, but I can imagine what last I mean I saw the pictures on Facebook of like people trying to get out of there that mm-hmm. decided that it would be a good idea to drive and that's crazy I couldn't imagine that's a tiny little area. Uh, it's jam packed. There's no parking. I mean, literally, pretty much. I mean, they, I would have built some parking garages, but you know, they didn't ask me. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm on a bunch of different groups for the Austin FC deal, mm-hmm. and anytime I could comment, take the train. That's what I was for the next for the last few days. I, I was just I commenting. Did see you comment a couple of times. <laughs> take the train. Take the train. Just take the. So you know what? Shout out to my wife for the Father's yeah. Day win of like maybe the. The decade, um, well, so the very, expectations is set extremely high now. She does that to herself. She is such a giving, uh, loving person. I mean, she just she just does stuff, and she always blows me away. I did that with my wife when we were dating, 
is that I would, I I started out with big. I also made a lot of money back then, but I started out with these big like extravagant trips. You, you dug you dug a fire pit, had some kind yeah. of picnic well, with a nice nice little fire and stuff was, out in the country. At that at that time, I was unemployed. Oh. So, <laughs> Uh, I didn't, didn't have much of an option at that well, point. Well, that was a cheaper I was, option. <laughs> I was doing youth ministry for free, and uh, I was in between jobs. So uh, I dug a hole, and uh, apparently that was probably the best. Val- it was for Valentine's Day. Yeah. And, uh, I've seen pictures. I had a gift card. No, it was for Christmas. That was for Christmas. Valentine's Day, I was still unemployed, but I had a gift card to uh, Outback Steakhouse, and that was our first Valentine's. It was a gift card that I had. For Outback, and right she, on. I mean, she stuck around. So, hey, I mean, you're married. You got married twice. I mean, yeah, same same girl, same same two person. Weddings. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I don't want people thinking I got two wives. No, no, one, no, 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 no. One's enough. Well, Jacob, tell me, tell me about your week a little bit, man. Uh nothing too spectacular. Just man, I I put a lot of hours in work to this week, and yeah, uh, I got home. I work. I work every other Saturday, and I got home. I worked yesterday, so I I got home and I, as I told Amanda, I was like, "Look, I gotta go lay down. I'm just I'm wiped." And uh, what a power nap turned into a five hour nap, and I was just, "Oh wow, yeah." And then we were we were supposed to record last night, and we both both kind of because you texted me, and you're like, "Yeah, I fell asleep." I was like, "Dude, I was already asleep by ten thirty. So, oh, uh, that's funny, man. Uh, yeah, so it was just a long, and it's stupid hot. And it's just yeah draining, and tomorrow's supposed to be really bad again. So, well, and, I don't. I mean, at this moment, it's like you, I think I forget to drink water, but then yeah. your your body starts to go, oh, oh, water, 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 water. You you really, and you mid May you need to start drinking water in Texas. Just, I, that's all I drink. I had a, just start drinking it. I had a sweet tea for lunch with my mom today, but. Uh, I guess we, I forgot to say is a, Hey, happy father's day. Like oh. today's father's day. I forgot. I mean, you just mentioned it and I, I didn't even say it. So if you're a father and you're listening, Hey, it's your day at while we, we, we are recording. When yeah. you listen to this, most likely your day's over. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed it, but uh, <laughs> happy belated father's day, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Oh, I did. Did I, Mentioned this on the podcast. My wife wanted a swimming pool, so we went out and bought one. Yeah, uh, and that's that's going okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's going. It's okay. It's a it's a swimming pool, <laughs> and it takes a lot of work. She she we got it on Friday. I set it up. Was that this weekend or was that last week? I don't. It was remember. last weekend, I think. No, did I even talk about it on the last episode? No, you didn't talk about it. No, well, I've been. Spending the week keeping the pool clean, <laughs> so when I get home from work, I would come over, come home, take the cover off, look underneath, skim all the water. That there's, I don't know why this cover has two little holes on top, but it has two little. I guess because the rainwater can just go drip in instead of having stuff fall in. But man, oh yeah, somehow I feel like the leaves are finding its way through those little holes. You know how you fix that, right? Tape them up. Duct tape. Yeah, my luck. I ta- I tape those holes up, and then we get 15 inches of rain, and I got a, a tarp thing that, yeah. So and you don't have a pool no more. <laughs> yeah, well, and then I'll be in lots of trouble. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I mean, nothing exciting. I had uh, youth this past Wednesday. We had Waterburger night. So yeah, everybody got 
their order from Whataburger. And a shout out to the Bastrop Whataburger for knocking that big order out in less than 25 minutes. That's good. And so that's uh, real good. Yeah, I down I downloaded the Whataburger app the other day. Did I tell you that? Yeah, and you get points if when every order you make. So, uh, and they I went ahead and up. I took the plunge and got the app, and I said, you know what, I might as well, might as well. So, yeah, I got the points, and I got like five things in my thing that I could use to. I mean, that's kind of showing you how much I eat Whataburger. So, (laughs) uh, so yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess we talked. I mean, our guest, our guest is uh, Philip Cole. Uh, he's a, uh, I wouldn't say superstar, but he's, he, if you've been to a summer camp in the last 20 years, you probably ran across his band. Uh, or you, you've seen him at camp, or if you're in the central Texas area, you've seen him at a couple of churches around here. Uh, and he talks all about that. And I, uh, man, what a, what a conversation we had with him uh, and the way he, he, he basically put himself out there and he talked about it's probably some of the lowest times in his life. And he, I mean, man, uh, I think we talked about it after we recorded and how much like it gave us goosebumps and stuff. And yeah, this is a, this is a good episode. Uh, So I highly recommend you sticking around and listening through the whole thing. He has a lot of insight uh, on our topic and, it was the perfect. He was the perfect guest for the topic, and man, I, I mean, that's that's all I got to say about that. I, I guess we just jump right into it. Let's go. Well, joining us today on the, hmm, what are we gonna call it? Uh, you know what? We'll call it Carrie Hellum's broken foot hotline. Uh, <laughs> is Philip Cole? What's up, What's man? Up? Yeah, good to be here. Cool. So, uh, if you if you don't know, it, it is Thursday night. So again, we are we have procrastinated to the last minute. Uh, but Philip, thanks for joining us. La- uh, we had to change times from yesterday to today, and yeah, uh, we we appreciate you being here. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us about what you, what about yourself? Your like where you've been, what you've done, and where you're at currently. <laughs> Uh, man, just kind of been all over the map. So I'm originally from West Texas, uh, went to school at McMurray University there and then um, started a terrible band um, <laughs> my, my freshman year. It was, it was bad. Like I tell people like we were doing ministry and traveling and doing like going into prisons because it was a captive audience. It was that bad. Like it was just like, <laughs> and I tell you, we we're like singing worship and I'm pretty sure even God was covering his ears. Like, God, no, please. <laughs> Just oh cut it out, but we, man, we had really, you know, we were those people kid like blessed their hearts. You know, we had really good hearts, really <laughs> bad music, and, <laughs> and we just kept at it. And somehow God managed to turn that into a full time career. And so we, we ended up going from you know playing youth prisons to preteen camps, preteen camps mm-hmm. to denails, denails to conferences, and traveling all over the country. And um, mm-hmm. and that started in about ninety nine two thousand, and then we moved here to the Bastrop area two thousand seven. Um, just kind of had a, kind of what we're talking about today, you know, had a, had a sense of God was moving. And so we followed that and came here to a church, local church and began serving there, um, and continued to travel, but also served in the local church and, uh, did everything there from leading worship to, uh, video graphic design to, mm. you know, growing church, you got to do everything. So, yeah, uh, was, a you know, 
community group director, stepped in, did a lot of student ministry stuff. So just all, all kinds of different things, wore all kinds of different hats, was on the executive staff there. Um, and then, you know, again, I think 2019, God was moving, doing some other things. Um, so was kind of out of that, out of that place, out of that scenario. And I just kind of had a season where it's just, I just considered just kind of slowing down and waiting for God and, and listening yeah. to him. And then, um, he, he kind of pulled me into this, um, campus pastor position that I'm in now that I'm uh, absolutely love. And so right now I'm with Calvary Baptist Bastrop. Um, and, um, so it's, it's kind of a unique situation in that we have, um, Calvary Baptist Bastrop and Calvary Baptist Smithville, two campuses, but one church. So we kind of we kind of tell people we're one family, many places. Yeah. Uh, so we're same church, just two different places. And instead of having, um, instead of it being where you know Smithville's the multi-site that watches live preaching from Bastrop, we just decided we were going to uh, do live preaching at our multi-site campuses. So I, I'm the campus pastor and have all those campus pastors' duties and team building and. Uh, ministering to the community, those things, but also also teach every Sunday, as well, um, which uh, absolutely have just fallen in love with. Um, it's been a blast. That's kind of in a nutshell. It's amazing what they've done to that Smithville. Like you, when you when you you would drive right down that road, yeah, uh, it was just like this tiny little church, and then uh, all the work that y'all put into it to convert it to what it is today. Like, yeah, and the, and just what God did at that place, and kind of how He moved—it's incredible, man. And so, yeah. if you go in, I have to have you guys come over sometime and, oh, and yeah. give you a tour. But it's the just the the work that they did inside was phenomenal, um, all done by people within our church in our community, and so um, very generous of them. But um, yeah, so I, the the pandemic actually—I mean, it hurt a lot of people, obviously, and it took, but yeah. it, it was a blessing for us because we were supposed to open Easter Sunday mm-hmm. of of 2020 and uh man we were not ready <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of gave us a few we, we ended up opening of august of 2020 so it gave us a little time to breathe and prepare and get ready but so yeah, yeah man. i uh uh real good friends with the hoffmans and yeah uh, they were they they talk about it all the time and uh, uh we it i was just like he, that I don't, I don't remember the dad's name but he put a lot of work into that building and just to see yeah. someone of his age charlie yeah charlie yeah uh, working that hard uh it's amazing so uh it's exciting to see and as a church out you know uh in the community it's it's exciting to see churches grow that we can work with and absolutely uh, team up with and all that stuff so uh, it kind of sounds like the gospel sort of you know isn't it weird <laughs> yeah it just kind of sounds like i think jesus said something yeah like he just got right? some along the line well, something like that I, yeah. I you know uh, and and you know it kind of it's all, all kind of a lead in to our what we're talking about today you know today's show is is called going where where god calls and then I put it in parentheses even when we don't want to yeah. uh you know i think uh i think paul you know he he even struggled with that, right? God wanted him to go a certain direction and he thought, I want to go to Asia. Right. And, and he, God didn't want him to go there. And so, uh, you know, the thing that, that I was thinking about as we talked about the show is we, you know, we've been marinating on the show for a week and a half now. And, uh, John 10, 10, Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Yeah. And I'm reminded of this, this scene in first Samuel uh, chapter three, when, uh, 
Samuel and and Eli are hanging out, right? And and God's not called Samuel to be a prophet just yet, but he's trying to get his attention, right? And he's and he's calling on on Samuel and Eli's like, "Hey, I, I didn't say nothing." And God calls him again and he was like, "Hey, what are you talking about?" And and then finally Eli and Samuel both realize that it's God speaking and then Samuel hears his voice and and uh, you know, it, it proceeds from there and becomes a prophet, right? And and so it it is sometimes uh, sometimes difficult to to discern, to hear, to to know where God wants he, uh, us to serve when He calls us, right? And so as we were talking about who to bring on, you know, we had a few few guys in mind, and 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 then you know, I think Jacob just said, "Do what Philip's doing." And I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea!" And so, uh, as we've already said, thank, thanks for being yeah, on, man. thanks for taking the time. Um, you know, and you've already shared some of your story uh, just a little bit. Um, you know, is there any a unique moment that that you just want to highlight that there was just maybe a, a time that you were just like, uh, you, you a, a didn't know what God was doing, or B, you know, you were just like, you know, what's what's going on, and then and then God just like shocks you. Yeah, I think I think all those, you know, again, it's the, the idea is like, what you know, how has God moved, or. Um, you know, is there a way that, that you can hide? And to me, it's like, I've been, there's three specific times where God has moved me, you know? Uh, one of them was literally staying put. The other one was, was going. And the other one, God literally had to orchestrate. Cause I didn't, um, I really didn't, um, honestly didn't know what he was doing. And so the first one was, you know, again, I said, I went to McMurray university and uh, man, I hated it. My first semester was just, I mean, it was terrible. Well, I was a naive kid, you know? Uh, grew up first out of the Sweetwater, got saved when I was 12, gave my life to full-time ministry when I was 18, right before I went to college. And I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to charge the gates of hell with a water pistol, bro. Like I was just on fire. And I was like, I'm going to go to this school, McMurray, it's a Christian school. And in my in my sweet little head, I thought it's going to be like summer camp, but with learning, you know, it's going to be full of teaming with, just bustling with Christians. And, uh, man, I got there and my first night, uh, they put me in the, my dorm was in the football hall and my first night I walk in and there's people making out, there's a pony keg on my bathroom and it's just a straight part. And I'm like, I'm in like culture shock, right? I spent my first night of my freshman year sleeping in my car, mm. crying, just mad. Like I didn't know I was, you know, um, and just didn't, I went to a Bible study. It was, there was like three people and they were dorks. And I was, <laughs> I'm like, what is happening in this place? There's like three people. I can't not, like, and so I went home my December, um, my first uh, Christmas break. And I was, and I went, mm -hmm. I was mad. I was like, God, I don't, I don't want to be here. So I hate it here. And you're not, I, yeah. I, I want to go where you're at. And God, just tell me where you're at and I'll go. And I just, cause this, this and I was just like, God, I'll do anything you want me to do, but I just want to be where you're at and where you're working. And I remember just sitting in prayer in his presence speaking. By, by the way, I've never heard God's audible voice, just to make that clear. Like he's never been like, hey, Phil. Um, but, you know, just in case somebody's listening and thinks I have that great gift. Uh, but, that you know, just, you know, the the holy presence, is his spirit, just really speaking and impressing upon me. And I, I'll never forget this. He said, you can, you can go to where you think I'm working, or you can take me to where I want to work through you. And I just thought, oh, like it was just one of those moments where I didn't, you know, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to be, but when God was like, hey, this is, 
you can go, you can, you can search the world trying to figure out where I'm at, or you can take me where I want to work through you. And I thought, okay, well, let's, let's go back. And I literally went back and um, that next semester is, is really when I met two other people and we started what eventually became, you know, our band. And, um, and I, I met, we started a Bible study that Bible study grew from three people to about 300. Um, and saw tons of people get saved lives being changed over the four years we were there. I met, um, Jason Bray, Nick Shehu, Cody Brotherton, Trey Glaspie, all those guys. And we traveled together for some of us 20 years, you know, Jason Bray still here doing ministry in Bastrop. Nick Shehu, um, is in Bastrop still does ministry. Trey Glaspie works at Austin stone. So those guys, man, we've, we've just done life together and done ministry together all, um, because I wanted to leave and God refocused, you know, the truth about himself to me. And so, um, that was, that was one of the most, um, just impactful moments in ministry learning. That was a, was a pretty deep truth, uh, for me. And then, um, I don't know if you want to hear about the other ones. I don't want to talk too much about myself. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, I think obviously the, the, the college, uh, that college experience, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I wasn't even ready for college whenever I went to college. Yeah. I was like, they could have done a whole lot of more things to get me prepared for college, yeah. but, uh, just to show up and go, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly right. No, that's a, that's a good example. Um, do you, do you, I, 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 I honestly, honestly, I want to hear one more where you were just like, yeah, I don't, and I know, don't, I don't think it's about you. It's what God's doing in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not about you. It's, yeah. but you're just the vessel. Yeah, absolutely. So, bring it up, bring it on, bring it yeah. on is what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. So we, you know, um, again, we ended up coming here. Um, and that was a whole nother, that was a different time of, that was a different move. We really, I think a lot of people wait for God to, um, they wait for mystical signs, you know, is this yeah. where God wants me to go? Is this what, and they're like, you know, put out the fleece or whatever. We have a blank chip. God says, I want to use you. Like people need to hear the gospel. If they don't hear the gospel, they go to hell. Um, that's, that's the calling. And so we're like, we've already been given the green light go. Um, but when we were decided we wanted to leave Abilene, we, we, we decided, Hey, we have a God who's a good God and he gives good gifts. And so we're going to pray for the things we want. And then we're going to see if he'll give it to us. And so, uh, we just did, we, and all five of us knew, we knew together that we wanted to change and that we felt like God was doing something new. And so we prayed, we said we wanted to go, um, to a, um, wherever we moved, it had to be to a place where there was a church that we could be involved in because we didn't believe in just traveling. We believed in the local church, local mission. Mm. And, uh, that was the utmost importance. And then two, we wanted to be involved with the pastor that we knew. We didn't just want it to be any church. And then we wanted it to be somewhere in central Texas, hill country, because mm. we were in West Texas and there's no trees and water. So we're, those were the things. <laughs> Anything's an upgrade from West Texas. Yeah. And it just so, it just so happened that he, he pulled all that together. And so it, we didn't hesitate once that and we, we just came straight here in 07 and again for 12 years. Um, the, the last move was the hardest because like I said, God had to orchestrate it and it wasn't something mm -hmm. that, um, you know, sometimes I, I've never really thought of him as a maestro, but in this sense, it was, that's exactly what he was is he, you know, in spite of myself, he moved myself. Um, and so I think it was about in 2000, towards the end of 2017, 
I just, man, I, there was, there was something about me that just, everything went quiet. I don't know if you've ever had that in life. It's just, there's this stillness, there's this quiet, there's just, I don't want to say emptiness because it's not empty, but yeah. there's a, there's a void, a vacuum, there's this quietness in, um, in my spiritual life and not just me, but two other pastors on staff as well. And so one of the things that we did is we got together and we started reading uh, books together and, and just discussing, you know, weekly what God was speaking to us and saying to us. And, and kind of um, one of the things that we, we realized is that, you know, God's looking for something, right? Like, I don't know, you know, what's the verse in the Old Testament? I want to say, um, I think it's in Exodus and said, God's eyes roam to and fro and they're looking for people whose hearts are wholeheartedly his you know? Um, mm. and, and so we are like, man, God, God's looking, you know, he's, he's looking for worship. And it's not that like, I think that was the silence for us is that, is that God was almost like playing a game, almost like hide and seek. You, you know, you ever feel like God's doing that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, but to us, that's what it felt like. And it's like, to me as a dad, and if you're a dad, you know, um, playing hide and seek with your kids is the funnest game ever. And, yeah. and the point is always for them to be able to find you. Um, like I'll go hide and my favorite part is them finding me and they'll come find me and look forever. But when they find me, dude, they're, they're filled with so much joy. And that's kind of where, where the three of us kind of felt like we were at. We all felt that, that God was, was being quiet, that he was pulling back and that he was, he was wanting for us to seek him. Not that he was intentionally hiding, but he was wanting to see the joy in us once we did. And mm. so we began just, would, could, would you, would you, could I, could I just pause yeah. real quick? Could, did you find yourself in a season of lack of joy or, or was it just? No, d discontentment. Discontentment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that he began to show me. Honestly, I didn't know what I felt because it was, again, it was just this moment where it was just, everything was almost on cruise control mm. and everything was just kind of steady. And, and then once again, once we decided that, okay, God, there's there's something that god looks for he's looking for people who seek him with all their heart right like that's just what he does yeah, and i tell people hey man if, if you can't find god don't worry about it just worship him with everything you have and he'll find you that's all you got to do and so that's what we begin to do and the theme that we came up with for 2018 me and these two other pastors our theme was slow down like just put on the brakes slow down and seek god worship him and we went from like doing you know books before that it was like you would get up and i would do like a bible study and i'll just do my normal bible study and read and do some writing some journaling but at this point man we slowed down so much i would take a verse a day sometimes a verse a week and i would just wow. I would memorize that verse i would i would read it over and over and over and over and over again okay, okay god what do you tell what is, this is what you said yesterday do you have anything new today and I do that with a verse, sometimes a chapter, but really just trying to slow down and saturate in those things. And that's when I begin to realize that there was discontentment in me. Does that make sense? Mm. Like once we yeah. begin to experience slow down and, and we begin to experience him, especially me at least, um, just to him revealing himself and speaking to me, he really did begin to show me, hey, there's some, there's a little bit of discontentment in um in my life and, and it really did at that point i realized okay i've been on cruise control for quite a while and quite honestly i was mm. singing about things that i wasn't even necessarily you know I'm, I'm singing about you know stepping out on water and stepping out on faith and doing all you know and here i am just 
you know, living my best life and, uh, and nothing bad. Like I wasn't, there's nothing wrong. Right. It wasn't like I was doing anything bad or I, you know, I'm literally, you know, having my quiet time, reading my Bible, serving, worshiping, giving all these things. But, um, I just, there was a, there's this point where I realized I was missing something and, and I, what I was missing was, was, um, trying to phrase this correctly. Um, really what I was missing was opportunities to, to step out and live in faith because what I could lead worship with my eyes closed and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I really wasn't doing, I, I wasn't living in a dependency upon God. Wow. Right. In my life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And because I, I'd, I'd, I'd grown content, I'd grown, um, you know, honestly, spiritually, I, I think spiritually malnourished um, because I just kept, or maybe spiritually bloated. I don't know what you put. It. I just kept eating and eating and consuming and not really <laughs> having these moments. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, you know, what, what I did is um, there was a, there was a night when God, when uh, he, um, this was about 2000 mid summer, 2018. And he said, um, I really, again, much like when I was at college, he said, he asked me, he said, Phil, what do you, what do you want? So, and then I, I clear as day, I remember that in my spirit. And I said the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. I said, I want more faith. And, um, and I, and I meant it with every fiber of my being. I was so tired of just living a life of being capable to do anything and everything on my own. Like just, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. and I was hungry to see God work and I'd seen it so much in my life. And just for you, I just got caught and, and I told him, I said, man, I want more faith. I want to, I want more of you. I want to experience more of you and whatever that takes. And, mm-hmm. and he said, okay. And, and, uh, and he said, you're going to do it. And I remember this. He says, you're going to do what I tell you to do. I said, yeah. He goes, all right, you're going to trust me. And I said, yes. And he goes, okay. And that was it. And, um, I didn't literally, I kept still slowed down, did everything else and just kind of went on. And it was probably fall of 2018, a few months later. Um, and he woke me up and he sent me, um, to the word. <laughs> this is, gotta go laugh. This is how me and God, God was like, Hey, Philip, go to the living room and open up your Bible. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's, it's like one two in the morning. I'm like, no, I'd rather not. And he's like, do it. I'm like, mm-mm. It's two o'clock. And he goes, are you going to do what I told you to do? You said you're going to, and I was like, okay, fine. What, like what book God, like what, where are we going? And, uh, and he goes, James, I go, okay. <laughs> it's like, it is all my, this is how I talk. People probably think I'm crazy. And, uh, I'm like, okay, you want me to just open James and point? He's like, no, James four, eight through 10. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go sit down, you know, opened up the Bible and started reading. It says, you know, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. If you humble yourself, I will lift you up. And um, mm-hmm. and I read that, and I'm boy, I'm telling you, boys, my right now, my goose goosebumps just. <laughs> and he said, "Are you ready?" And I said, "Yes." He goes, "If you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Are you going to trust me?" I said, "Yes." Are you going to do what I tell you to do? I said, "Yes." And I'm I'm telling you, ooh, it wasn't probably two three days, and the bottom fell out just everything just i mean uh, personal life church life and just i mean literally everything was just 
collapsing. And it's, it's the, you know, I was like, I wasn't as naive as I was in college, but I think when I prayed for faith and when I prayed for God to move, I, I honestly thought things might, maybe the things that are over here that need some help, maybe he'll make those better. You know what I mean? Or maybe, maybe yeah, this over here yeah. that he'll provide something different in this area of ministry or even this church and it'll be better. And he'll fix the things that I need that I want to see fixed in this. Area. You know what I mean? I thought he would come in and he would fix and yeah. heal and, and build. Mm-hmm. And instead, he- so so yeah, so you're so you didn't so you're you're saying you didn't send your resume out to a bunch of churches. You're saying God did it all. I n- I've never sent out a resume. No, um, I, I love that. yeah, I didn't. Uh, matter of fact, I didn't even um, at this point. You know, again, I knew God wanted to do something, and I wanted more faith. And for the longest time, I always had ideas of pastoring a church. But that was always my idea. And it was always in the back of my head and it always scared the crap out of me. I mean, it literally, it was just like, I'm not qualified. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I didn't even, I didn't even graduate college. So um, I, I, I left McMurray University after four years because our, uh, the band was traveling so much and we didn't have enough money. We needed a truck. We needed a trailer. And the places we were doing ministry at, we didn't charge much because we wanted to do ministry and they didn't have sound systems or gear and so i got a i really felt like god was telling me to get a full-time job so i got a full-time job and started making money and used that money to buy truck trailer gear so that we could travel on the weekends and start doing ministry and and so um yeah i never and so again it's kind of like one of those things where whenever that kind of got in the back of my head like god i don't even have a degree he's like good (laughs) (laughs) you know but um but no i and again the bottom just kind of fell out at that point yeah. And um, and eventually we, you know, we got moved out of that out of that church, out of that situation. And it was it was not a it was it was bad. It was rough. Um, but, I, man, I'm telling you guys in that in that season, um, I've I've never heard 2009. People are like 2020. The pandemic is the worst year ever. I'm like, no, 2019 was the worst year ever. 2020 is a cakewalk for me. Um, 2019 was just. It was a hell. It, it, except for God speaking. And I'm t- I would go through it again and again and again because of the way that I heard God and the, the man, he, one night he did wake me up and he said, Hey, go to, go to, go open the Bible. And I'm like, um, okay, where, you know, he, James, you know, where do you want me to go this time? And he's like, just go open the Bible. I'm like, are we really doing this God? Like, I'm just going to point, right. That's what we're going to do. And I think he's so, he's like, yeah, just point. I'm like, I swear if I go to a verse about circumcision or beheading, I am not <laughs> going to be happy. And uh, I'm serious. And I opened up the Bible and I hit and I, and I literally I touched on Jeremiah where Jeremiah goes to the potter's house. And, um, and he says, you know, he goes, look, what, look at the potter. He'll build something beautiful and then he'll, te- he'll tear it down. It's like, that's what Israel is in the hand of God. You know, if I'll build something up, but if it doesn't acknowledge me, I'll tear it down. And, uh, and if it acknowledges me, I'll build it back up. And I thought, God, what are you, what are you saying to me? Like, what are you, what are you trying to tell me? And this, uh, he said, he said, son, I, I love you and you have done nothing. I'm not mad at you. You've done nothing wrong, but you asked for more. Right. And in order for yeah. you to get more and in order for you to be ready, I'm going to have to tear it down. And he said, this isn't about anybody else. This is about you and your heart. And we're going to, we're going to break it because there's some things you need to learn before you're ready to have what I have for you. If you want to walk in faith, then we have to build up your heart. 
Um, and, and it, and, and I knew from that moment that, and that was before I'd kind of been, had had left the other church. And so I knew at that point it was like, it was just, I knew he had something different. And so, uh, but I trusted and in the season where it was hard to keep my mouth shut, I kept my mouth because God was like, you're going to sit down. You're going to be quiet. You're not going to say anything. You're not going to defend yourself. You're not going to like, just, just be quiet. And so I did. And, um, and then I'm just like, I'm trying to talk about it. It's just a wild story, but, um, no, I mean, so that, that whole season I, happened. And then, and then the whole pastor thing was just, he, um, again, I'd kind of fought against that. And, um, and, and I felt, I kept feeling this nagging thing that God was like, you're, you're going to pastor and you're going to lead a church. And I'm like, I don't know how that's, I, I honestly don't know how it's going to happen at this point. Right. Cause I'm, mm. I mean, I'm looking up and I have on, honestly, I'm looking around, I got nothing really. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking, God, cause it's going to have to be you. And he said, are you going to, will you do what I call you to do and where I lead you to go? And I said, yes, I will I'll do anything you want. I said, but this is different. <laughs> so I don't normally lay out a fleece, but I, I laid out a fleece. And, uh, and so I said, I'll, I'll, pa- I'll pastor church. Yes. I said, but, I, and I'll do a lot of things guys. If I think it's good, if I just believe that God might be in it, I'll do it. Right. Yeah. I'll give somebody a hundred bucks. If I feel like God tells me I should, I, I just yeah. will like, here's a hundred bucks. I may be crazy, but God loves you. Like I'll do a lot of things, but pastoring a church is not one of them. I will, hmm. I will not pastor a church if I have a feeling that God, right. and so I laid out the fleece and said, God, you're going to have to do some miracles, bro. Um, cause this, I won't do on my own accord. And so I, I laid down one, obviously my family had to be supportive. My wife, family, um, number two, um, I, you know, again, I don't have a degree. So for me to preach, I preached a lot at my other church, uh, usually eight times a year, only rarely did I ever preach two Sundays in a row. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I don't, I don't, I didn't go to seminary. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, you know, train a whole lot in that way. And so I, I, I put a lot of effort into, into writing sermons. Like sometimes it'll take me 30, 35 hours a week to put together something. Um, and so I was like, God, I can't, I don't want to spend 30, 35 hours a week. I don't want a pastor to preach. I want a pastor to care for people. You know what I mean? And yeah. if I'm spending 30, 35 hours a week, that's just stupid. Like that's wasting my time. Uh, I, you know? Um, and so I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. Um, but if you want me to pastor, that's it. And then um, uh, the third one was, I don't, <laughs> the third one was, I don't want to be in the, I, I want, if I'm going to be in a church and I have church people around me, I, I, I don't want them to be churchy people. I was like, God, I want you to send me with people who just love you and love people. And, and they don't come with, you know, religiosity. They don't come with legalism. They don't come with judgment that, you know, the kind of people that would be like, Hey, let's just, what would happen if we just put a bunch of characteristics of God on the board and threw a dart at them. And then we're like, okay, so God's generous. How can we show people that he's generous in our community this week? You know, just that kind of crazy, like just, and do anything and everything it takes to reach people uh, and to love people and to care for people. And so that was, those were my prayers. And literally God, I mean, he pulled every single one of those things out beginning with my family um, as you know, Calvary, ba- so, as I talked about at the beginning, Calvary Bastrop, same church, one family, many places. Um, pastor Stephen, our lead pastor in Bastrop, he writes the sermon outlines. We preach the same sermon. Um, and so I get his outline 
and I add my own illustrations, scriptures, supplemental stuff, whatever I want. I make it my own, preach with my own personality, but I don't have to spend 30, 35 hours yeah. a week on a sermon. And I get to spend my time pastoring and shepherding and loving and caring and counseling and, um, and doing those things. Um, and then the people that have come with us to Smithville are some of just my best friends. One of those pastors that I was talking about who walked through that season with me, he's there um with us and then a couple other my best friends who are just um just that kind of people that um and i, I could have never seen that happen i would have never in my life yeah thought any of that stuff would happen um yeah and you, you know what i i hear you say in in 2019 i i hear you know i hear struggle i hear seeking god but i hear obedience also mm-hmm. you know you know still seeking after him and Amen. and and asking him what what you wanted and what he wanted from you right oh absolutely man and i from i told people all the time like it, well in that time in my life i told you know i was a, I was a worship leader that's what i did yeah and um and I, I just knew i said man if i said people have watched me lead worship for the past 20 years of my life and i i told my buddies i said now they're really gonna see me lead worship Right. When, when I'm not on stage and when when my life is looks like it's falling apart, when when everything seems to be in chaos. And th- listen, I'm telling you guys, there's no end in sight. There's not this isn't like, a, oh, this is, you know, we'll figure this out. No. And even if I could have figured it out, God told me that I couldn't do anything. He's, he's, he's like, you're not going to search for a job. You're not going to look for a job. You I could have sent out a. I could have sent out a resume to any church anywhere and been like, Hey, I'm a worship pastor with 20 years of experience. I could have gotten the job. I had offered. Like I'm not, you know, um, yeah, I can, I could probably think of five right now that would hire you. I mean, like yeah. right now. So. Yeah. And so he just told me, he said, sit tight, be quiet. I don't want you to do anything. And I'm like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. yeah. Cause if you do, you're not going to get the credit. You'll get the credit. He's like, what did you want? Phil? He's like more faith. He goes, then sit yeah. there and watch me provide. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah and I'm telling you, man, <laughs> he did um it's it's crazy we started going to calvary baptist my wife and i um and just man love falling in love with the people there and healing and growing and um as pastor Stephen and i started we he started a group and i kind of joined them just to sit in and it was kind of a almost a preparation for church planting um uh, because calvary bastrop they really have this incredible, we have this incredible idea of like, what if, what if we didn't just try to grow big, build bigger buildings, but what if instead we valued small to medium and, and we just planted smaller churches all around the area yeah. and made disciples and sent them out. Right. And, um, and I love that idea. It's like, it's a beautiful idea. And so we started this group to prepare kind of for that. We thought our first launch might be in Cedar Creek or Smithville. We didn't know. And at this time, it wasn't me being on staff, wasn't even a thing. And, um, and it was about in the middle of that whole season that Trinity Baptist of Smithville contacted us. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, hey, we don't know why, but we just feel like God wants us to give you our building. And, and they handed over, uh, and we walked with them for about, about eight to 10 weeks. I mean, we spent some time, a lot of time talking over what that would look like, what that means. And then we spent we went through a series with them. We'd have rotating people going out there preaching at Trinity um, just to connect with them. So they would kind of get an idea of what was, you know, yeah. what would be happening. I preached out there once at, during that time. Um, 
And so, but at the end of it all, man, they, they just trusted God in faithfulness. I think they had about 15, 16, 17 people at their church at that time. The oldest is 96. His name's Bob. He's still with us in Smithville. <laughs> incredible people. And um, I think the youngest of which was probably 65. We, we called him the youth pastor. He was, <laughs> he was, but uh, that's good. Yeah, man. And so they just, they just, they were like, man, God, we're dying literally. And we're not reaching people. And we feel like God wants us to give your church. And they gave us their land. It's like on 10 acres. Um, It gives you land, building, assets, whatever cash they had in the bank, just everything. Um, And at that, I remember hearing about it and uh, just going, you know, that's probably the, I mean, if if there was some obedience to God, just handing over the reins and going, you know, you know, we need, we need you, God. Yeah. I just thought that was really, really cool on their part, you know, instead of closing the doors. I mean, I don't know if it was to that point or not, but it seemed like it to me that you know, it was, come on, come on alongside us. Right. Yeah, man. And that was the beautiful thing of it is they, like their heart really is reaching people. Their heart really is like, man, again, they look around and they're like, what are we doing? If the great commission is going to make disciples and we're not, yeah. what are, you know, what's happening here? Um, and so they really had a heart for, uh, and a vision for that church and what God wanted for that church, dude. And it's, dude, it's so cool to be there now within, I don't know what we average. I really Honestly, I don't know our numbers because when we started, um, you know, I kind of the, obviously at that point, they're like, hey, we need a pastor. And they're looking at me and like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, God, I guess you know what you're doing. And um, and so walked through that whole process. But that was one of the things I was like, I don't listen. I don't, I don't, I told uh, Pastor Steve, I was like, I don't care to know numbers. Like, I know you got to count. I know you're going to do things. I'm just, that's not me. Like I, like I was in that season and that season got me into a, a place I don't ever want to be at again. I said, so yeah. I don't, I'll know when it's big. And when I need to know a number, I'll ask. Um, so I don't know our numbers. We're two, two, we're doing two services. Now we moved the two services after six months yeah. wow. and, um, and God's man, we baptized 14, I believe wow. so far since August and just lives being changed and impacts made. But the, one of the best things to see, man, I'm telling you, if you come is the look on Bob and Diane's face to look at Dave and Sandra to look at, um, or Ted and Sandra, look at these, these couples, we have about five of the families who are part of Trinity that are still there. Um, some of the other ones go to Bastrop because we have a traditional service. Um, <laughs> but man, you see the look on their faces when there's a bunch of kids running around and just laughing and playing in a building so small that even when I'm preaching or we're having worship, you can hear the kids singing their own praise and worship songs and singing and dancing and laughing in the other rooms. And it's such a blessing. And it's cool because you have me in this in this season of, okay, God, I'm going to trust you, and I don't know what you're going to do, right? But I'm I'm just going to believe, and then I get to see the fruitfulness of His provision. And the same thing you see with Trinity, there, hey, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but we're just going to trust and believe, and we're going to give everything away that you've called us to give away. And then the both of us get to stand in that place and just see exactly what God's doing, and it's it's wild. It's it's such a ride. And I can't help to th- just think about well, you, you came in Bastrop in 2007. Is that what you said? Yeah. God had this in motion in 2007. Yeah. And that's been what? F- 15, that's math. That's, math. That's, that's been math. <laughs> but bring you from years. West Texas to, yeah. 
this little town of Bastrop, Texas, when, in 2007, it, it's not, it wasn't what it is now. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And I know the, the, the church that you were with was meeting in the middle school. Yeah. And uh, that this, this, the snowball effect of what God was doing outside without you even knowing, you put your faith into what God was doing, and that's what you asked for. And yeah. when you yeah. said that, I was like, as ministers, we get into these, these, just cruise control, and just to, you, to look back in your last fifteen years or so, to to where you're now, because Smithville's a small town, and mm-hmm. they don't have they don't have the massive church. They don't have it's your small town country churches with the uh, the traditional services and and sometimes that that's not people's style so yeah um, to take you take you from west texas to bastrop to to the that time of your life where you just you had to put your faith into what he was doing because yeah yeah you didn't know and now you're you're pastoring a church which you you like you said you had no idea that that's what you were going to do yeah and just to just to hear that story i mean i i was sitting here like just like sucked into it like wow how's maybe i need to just sit back and say i need my like put my faith into the to where where i'm at and um man I, Thanks. I, well i i i hate to say that we really don't have too many more questions because honestly uh i i figured your story would carry most of what we wanted to to get across anyway yeah you know, uh, having that faith, asking God to increase your faith, drawing near to him to, and he'll draw near to you yep. and then being obedient and even in the craziness, continue to press forward. And, and you know, I, I'd say you stepped out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? Because sure. now you're doing something that he called you to do that, that you were a little leery of, right? Oh, man, every, every Sunday is every Sunday is stepping out on faith, man. I'm telling you, like, well, before man. I was on cruise Amen. control, I don't when I stand in the pulpit, I'm scared. Like, I'm. Yeah. literally um I, I like before before every sermon i'm in the bathroom literally it's weird i'm on my knees hands and knees and i'm praying like god you gotta show up because if you don't this ain't gonna work <laughs> like i mean really and so it's literally every sunday stepping out on faith and so yes let me let me end with three more let me end with three more questions because really what's happened is uh you you your story alone has answered all of our questions mm-hmm. and, and, and I've already summed it up once and I don't know, I'm not going to sum it up again, but I want to give you one more final moment to say, if there is a pastor listening right now or a youth pastor or a worship leader or somebody listening right now, what would you say to them if you had two minutes and they're searching for God to either stay where they're at or, or be moved or, or whatever what would you say to them right now um just to like you don't have to have all the pieces of the puzzle i think i think a lot of the times we really think man i gotta again it's like i need this i need to see i need to hear god speak or see this supernatural thing happen or um i need to know that this is you know if if i'm not going to be at this place then it's got to be at this place or it has to you know i need everything to be in line and everything to be in order and we feel we feel more comfortable that way sure um but man listen god's if god wants you to move he's going to move you Mm -hmm. (laughs) he just will and and again also he's given us a green light to go and so we don't you know we don't have to wait till everything gets in line we can just go and trust that he has all the pieces and then he'll put them in order 
as he wants. And we spend so much of our time fearful. So many people, I feel like God inspires people to do so many things and to step out in faith to do great things. And so many people never experience them because they're waiting for that puzzle piece. And God is just looking at them thinking, I'm not going to give you another piece until you're obedient with the first thing I asked you to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm not get like just you got you got to get out and you got to step out and and again, he's gonna make it happen. Sometimes despite us, you know, or in spite yeah. of us, and um and and he'll like he, you know he'll move he'll move you. It'll happen, um, but it'll yeah you know. Yeah. So I think that's it, man. Just don't again. I think sometimes we just wait too long and sometimes forever. Yeah. And you just don't wait till everything's perfect, man. Um, you have the green light go. So I don't, you know, yeah, that's, that's I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't know that God's weight. I don't know that God needs me anywhere. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I've never sent out a resume. I've never, I just like God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. And whatever you want me to do, I'll mm-hmm. do. And if you, and mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, I, I think God's more, I think God's more concerned about who I am as a man and where my heart is as a pastor yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter if i'm at if i'm at cedar valley if i'm at you know calvary baptist if i'm you know at you know any church first baptist first united Methodist, doesn't matter it's you know who am i what kind of what kind of man am i and where's my heart and so yeah, ultimately that's yeah. what matters but um yeah. i don't know if that answers that's the question, good but oh yeah oh I, I i think it's i think it's great i think it's great jacob so we always end the, the podcast with two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is what is your craziest or funniest ministry moment? Mm-hmm. And then the second one is what song did you intentionally look up this week? Uh, one of my funniest moments was with uh, when we were traveling as a band and we were at a, we were at a conference and um, you know, most of the time when you do, um, you know, worship music, whether it's church service or a conference, anything else, you always, Generally, you always start pretty high energy, yeah. You know, and and then you go, you know, moderate level, and then you get to more reflective moment, and then, you know, the pastor comes up or, or evangelist or preacher, camp speaker, guest, whatever, and they preach, and then you come yeah, back. Yeah. And so there's just, you know, there's this kind of a level tiering, if you will. Yeah. And um, so we were at this conference in Dallas, and we were we were tiering. We had done high. We had come to moderate. We're past moderate now. We're going into reflective, right? Everybody knows this. And we're going into a song. I can't remember the song's name. Uh, and uh, But it had a four count in it. So when we come in, Jason, our drummer, Jason Bray, he would go, and we would all come in real, you know, you know, reflective song, open, pretty. And I'm, t- man, the God, the spirit was moving. I mean, you, you would look out and I just knew and people are like raising their hands. Kids are on their knees at the front. I mean, it's been beautiful worship. Like, it's just like, it's been powerful. And I, for some reason, Jason thinks we're going to play, uh, I think it was Song of Hope. That was back in the day. <laughs> Song of Hope. Yeah. Four count in. Super high energy. I don't know why in the world at this moment Jason thought we're playing Song of Hope, but he did. And instead of, he's never done this before. And Song of Hope also has a four count. 
But instead of just hitting the hi-hat four times, he yells, one, two, three, four. And he just starts. And all the, the, the rest of the band, uh, every kid in that place looks up. The adult, everybody just wet themselves. The rest of the band didn't know. We all turned around and look at Jason. And it takes him a minute. He's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking around and this whole conference is like what and i'm like how do we how do we uh how do we get out of it like there's no it's just you just have to acknowledge your mistakes and move on it was the craziest thing man. we made a lot of mistakes that's today. awesome that was just that was that was wild so that was super fun um <laughs> and then stuff. yeah i'll never forget that um tons of those i want to write a book one day of all the things but oh, and then yeah, and then the so- a song um, that I looked up is uh, is this, it's called Refiner. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Um, it no. Um, God, is it? Uh, let me look at it real quick. <laughs> yeah, because I looked it up. Um, but anyways, it's it's um, the lyrics are: I want to be tried by fire, purified. Mm-hmm. You take whatever you desire, Lord. Here's my mm-hmm. life. And so it's it's really been um, one of the songs that has just since hearing it has been um, and so powerful to me. It really puts me in a in a proper perspective. Like like I like it's just you know oftentimes we sing like I want to be healed, I want to be you know. But ever since that happened to me, when I heard this song, it's like I no, I want to be tried by fire. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be broken. I want I, I want you to take if it means taking my heart and you know, and breaking it down so that it can be built back up, do it. I want to be purified, right? Yeah. You And then just, hey, you take whatever you want. It's yours. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then the offering is, here's my life. And so such a such an incredible song. It's, uh, let me, where's that? It's right here. Because um, you got you guys got to know. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I, 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 I always go back and listen. Yeah, Maverick City Music. Okay. Have you guys listened to anything by them? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. They, they just had a new album, new album drop, I think, didn't they? Did they? I have to go check it out. Yeah. So good, man. Cool. I love the I love the direction worship's taking. It's yeah, it's I, really coming back to this kind of. It's so always different. The guy that I uh, that married me, my wife and I, he his church is a church plant. They're going towards they they do that type of worship where they do they really they circle around and it's, the key the piano. Yeah, it's just like a like a church like the church leads the worship, not it's so awesome. It's like yeah. a community, man. Yeah, community it's worship. It's so rad. Which I love. I tell people all the time, if I could as a worship leader, I hated singing. My if I could just have a night of worship where we just came in, played music and everybody sang and I could we could just Yeah. That would be ideal for me. Um yeah. but I love that because there's a lot of people doing that. It's kind of good getting away from you know the big stage and lights and sounds and to this more communal aspect of worship and this yeah. is beautiful I, I, it's yeah. pretty cool I, I would like to try it one day I don't know if my church would be up to that but uh, I took the pulpit down last week to preach and Uh-oh. Uh, I don't know if it settled too well with some of it <laughs> so, so you take the pews out and make a big circle I don't know if that's going to go over I don't well. know if they're going to like that too much <laughs> so <laughs> well philip we are 
so grateful that yeah. you have taken the time um, to, to just share your story and, and really highlight all the things that we expected you to highlight. And, and as we you know grow as, as, as pastors, you know, we, our faith needs to be increased Absolutely. And, and, and we always need to draw near to the Lord and, and be obedient. And so thank you so much for sharing it and uh, being with us on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just going to have to say that was probably everything and more that I expected. Uh, I mean, like the hype is real. Like we, we, yeah. we, we wrote the outline like a week in advance and we had an idea and we pitched it and, you know, Philip just really, he just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I even like, as we talked about in the intro, things just kept pushing our recording back. And, uh, I told my wife, I was like, man, there's everything that, that it, something just keeps happening to where we have to push recording back. And this life is super busy right now. And it's frustrating because we want to, you know, be consistent in our scheduling and all that stuff. But, uh, when you come back to listen to that episode, you're like, it was worth it. It was, it was timing was perfect. Everything was just, even to me personally, just, it's something I needed to hear, especially on that day. So, yeah, I mean, it to be prepared for one, we, we haven't been the best at being prepared for the episodes, but to be a week and a half advance, have the outline and ready, and then finally having it to show up and the, the, the words that Philip says and the, the mess, I mean, he preached to us, preached to us. If you didn't take it as a message, then you missed the whole point. And he mm. he he brought it. And uh, mm-hmm. man, I, I Philip, if you're listening to this, wow, thank you. Like yeah. I needed that. Yeah. So, man, it was. Yeah. It's, it's a good episode, and I I hope everybody, if you're still listening, I hope you got something out of it. Like it's. I I, I know I used to say this every episode. I'm like, man, this might be the best one, and. <laughs> I'm going to say it is the best one for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every week we have a different topic, and that's a good one for that specific yeah. reason. And, that's uh, exactly right. That's exactly right. And, <laughs> right before you said it, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm predictable, but uh, this topic, I think, hits home for for a lot of people. And yeah. to know when it's time to, you know, step back and let God mm-hmm. put your faith back into God and mm-hmm. let, you, let him lead you uh, instead Amen. of being like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, rough this storm out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he just put his faith into God and God provided and took him to somewhere where he wasn't expecting. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know what I, I heard, uh, I heard today, uh, I think I heard today, um, that not following God, it the way God commands us in Romans twelve one and two, you know, by 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 conforming to the world and by by not just being set apart, yeah. uh, we're disobeying. We're disobeying, mm-hmm. and so uh, we just have to be obedient to Him, yeah. and He's 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 going to speak. He's going to move, and we just we go recalls. And as I as I said right before we interviewed Him. Uh, Jesus is speaking and we either follow or we don't follow. Now I don't want to be in that. Don't follow follow, crowd. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, wow. Well, Jacob, 
I don't I don't have much. I mean, I mean, I guess I could ask you what your last song you looked up, but do we really want to ruin the moment after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. So, why don't we? Why don't we just do it again next week? Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors Too podcast. Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week.